Welcome to it then. Hey, it's Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and today I'm joined by John Adams with Love and War in Houston, Texas. What's up, peeps? Great to be chatting to you this evening. Edge of the World gets released on the 9th of September, and it looks like an amazing package. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, basically what it is, it's our very first record that we recorded. Uh, it was quite a while ago, and we had a bit of a lull there. Uh, it was recorded in 2008. Um, it's our first effort that was called Up the Annie. And uh, our last CD we just did was released two years ago in February of 2020. Bad timing, man, because as soon as we released it, COVID hit. Yeah. I mean, we had some really cool international sales going on. I, I had orders coming in from Europe. You know, we uh, I sold some in Japan and Italy, mm -hmm. uh, the Netherlands, and a few other places. And with orders were coming in, COVID hit, man, and everything just shut down. Yeah. And of course, nothing, nothing has really been the same, but we're bouncing back. And so, you know, we uh, hooked up with Animated Insanity Records, Joe Pass over there. And uh, he really loved the, the music. He's got his buddy Hank in No Dust Records in the Netherlands. They've they they've been combining together to release uh, a lot of uh, undiscovered bands. Uh -huh. And uh, of course, they chose us, and uh, they printed a certain amount of copies, and uh, they released it as a two CD set. So it's our first record and our latest one, and right. it's a two CD set. Actually, over in Europe right now, it is available for sale. Uh, it's only, I think if, uh, yeah, from what I recall, it's only released here in America on the 9th, but if uh, you go to No Dust Records in the Netherlands, I right. believe you can you can buy it right now. That's good. That's good to know. Yeah, I think you can, actually. I was looking at that, but I just wasn't sure. I need to go and have another look. All right. So if you could choose two tracks from either album to introduce me to your band, which ones would you choose? It's kind of tough. Uh, I would say my two faves are off the new record. Edge of the World, and it would be the title track, Edge of the World, and also um, We All Fall Down is another favorite one of mine. So, Brilliant. And the artwork is really eye-catching as well. Do you intend to have that around okay. your home? Well, the first one was done by a good friend of ours, Dave Foreman, here in Houston. Right. Uh, right. The latest one for Edge of the World was done by my brother, Mike, who's an artist, and he lives in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So Mike uh, did all the artwork for that one, uh, all through it, and uh, yeah, I mean we're we've been a little bit, you know, choosy on uh, on that, and we we picked a couple of really good. The local guy Dave and my brother, who who's done other work for us in the past, on uh, you know some promotional ads and stuff. So he he's just amazing, and uh, we're glad to have him. So that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. Okay. So are the plans to hit the road over there and? even get to get over to the uk or europe at some stage you think hands class man i sure hope so with the music getting out over there and uh it gets around again and, and, and people get to hear it hopefully we'll get like a promoter or something that'll say yeah, hey man yeah. you know the music sells well and we get some interest and uh hopefully we'll get that opportunity and we're gonna hop on it in a new york minute so that sounds good sounds, yeah we'd love uh, to come over also, um, do you plan to do like Facebook live streams or anything like that when you do get out on the road? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes we do them like if we're at a show or something, you know, we'll all be backstage. We'll say hi or whatever. But absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll do some of those as well to uh, get a little bit of insight on some of our live shows. That sounds really uh, good. OK, so can you tell me what's the best things about touring and what's the worst? Um, uh, well, some, some of the best things is, you know, just going out there and be able to meet a lot of people. Is there's nothing more satisfying than meeting people who are interested in your music. 
and yeah. you know love what you do and, and just being able to have that interaction with people um you know is fantastic and and, and priceless as well and uh you know one of the worst things just the, the monotony i guess you know just all the all the traveling around and uh, my yeah. previous band i had we we toured all over the united states for three years and uh wow. we'd, yeah we'd go out for you know eight ten weeks at a time and then we'd come back to houston and uh um, so yeah, it can get a little bit taxing, you know, it, yeah. it, it definitely can. But it's good to hear your band because you're like new wave of traditional heavy metal, aren't you? And it's really good yeah. to hear. So it's amazing. Yeah, yeah so, I really, we're all really excited, you know, and I'm hoping with this new release, uh, it'll get into the hands of some people that would have never had the opportunity before, especially yeah. people in Europe. And, you know, what what's really super cool about Europe is, you know, over here, you know, rap, you know, country, everything is mainstream, mainstream yeah. record, you know, on, on the airways and everything else. And yeah. this type of music, which used to be, you know, mainstream, you know, 80s, 70s, mm -hmm. whatever, you know, with the with the hit of grunge and, you know, and then, of course, now with rap and everything, you know, we, we can't get a whole lot of love. Everything is done through more of an underground following, you know, uh -huh. webzines and, and uh, Internet radio and all of that. And yeah. uh, over, over in Europe, you know, it seems to me that bands of us our caliber and our type of hard rock get a lot more attention and, and uh -huh. you know, that's what we're shooting for and hopefully you know something good will come out of it absolutely so can you remember the first time you ever performed on stage with love and war uh the very first time well i can remember a couple of the first times we, yeah. we've yeah. been together for 22 years man that's it's yeah. a hard believe it or not 22 years yeah. and uh, we've gone through you know quite a few different personnel changes but overall me and jeff the singer me and him been playing together since 1982 40 years man i mean yeah, we were just scary kids, you know and, and uh so um yeah i can remember and i remember it was exciting uh we had a, a the drummer that we had at the time had a quite a few flops on stage and i i, I recall that and uh he was replaced not too not too much longer after that but uh um, you know, that was, you know, not the best of experience. We were playing in Dallas, as a matter of fact. So, uh, you know, it was, uh, it wasn't the best of set, but we really matured from there and we really found, uh, found our way. So what you say has been your biggest accomplishment musically so far. Oh, wow. Um, I, you know, honestly, I would have to, I would have to say our latest record, okay. uh, very, very proud of it. Uh, I did a lot of work on that record, you know, over two years, we recorded that. And it wasn't because we spent two years. We're not Def Leppard or anybody. It was only because uh, it was uh, south of St. Louis, Missouri, is where the recording studio was with our good friend Greg Gill, who's now in our band, uh -huh. and he's the engineer and owner. And uh, it's an eleven and a half hour drive, two and a half hour flight. So it was just stretched out over time because of our our schedules and everything. And he was a teacher at the time. So between what when he could do it and when when I could get up there, the rest of us could get up there. We just stretched it all out you know what i mean yeah. uh and i really took a lot of time on my soloing i, I wrote a lot of the solos were up the ante it was just right off the cuff man just like yeah. we play live you know we we'd go in there and i would just play a live solo and boom it was it on up the ante i spent some time on my a track i actually you know molded and constructed a lot of the solos and uh, i think that's probably my greatest accomplishment what's been the most memorable concert you've played then with love and war you know there's been quite a few uh for me, it would probably have to do one of our shows we played with UFO because UFO is, you know, Michael Shanker's my guy. Uh, yeah, Michael yeah. Shanker is the reason I'm playing guitar today. 
Uh, you know, I first heard him when I was 12 years old on the Forset record, and I have two older brothers, and my middle brother played the Forset record, and uh, I was just like, wow. I don't know what it is about Michael Schenker. As a young kid, it hit me, and right after that, I decided I wanted to play guitar. Uh -huh. So we've actually played with UFO three times, and we played with MSG, the Michael Schenker group, three times. So I would say that for me was a high point because, I mean, those are my guys. I mean, Phil Mogg to me is brilliant. I mean, as a lyricist, uh, you know, that band UFO really made a, a mark. I mean, that and the Scorpions as well uh, uh, were like one of my, some of my all-time favorite bands. And uh, so I would definitely say, and meeting Willie John Roth was really a, a big high point for me too uh, when that happened. So, I mean, we've done a lot of really good shows with some great bands here in Houston and... Uh, but I would say, you know, that is a high point. We did a really good show with Rat and meeting Warren D. Martini was another really uh, cool, cool high point. So, you know, there's been a few. Yeah. So Michael Schenkner, did you get to hang out with him? No. Uh, no, he he uh, was very preoccupied, if you will. He, he didn't really want to talk to anybody, you know. Uh, it was just him on stage and I walked up and I tried to have a conversation with him. And he, you know, he was busy, you know. I heard that about him. He can be a little bit flighty and, you know, and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I could have paid $200 and, and had a one-on-one -on -one with him. There was a line of people that did the VIP thing. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, nah, I was hoping to catch him on his own. But the other two times we did the shows with him, uh, I didn't even see him. But only one out of the three did I have an opportunity, and he he uh, he was too yeah. busy to. Yeah. Well, the first time I saw him playing was in Newcastle about, I don't know, 15 years ago. And really, yeah. basically, throughout the whole show, he had his back to the audience. Oh, man, yeah. You know, I've heard that about him, you know. And, and, it, it's, and I've been him twice, and he's a bit... Mm. Yeah, that's what I've heard, and you know. <laughs> but he's still, he's a brilliant player, and uh, he has made, you know, such a mark and has influenced so many great guitar players. You know, he's Absolutely. definitely, uh, uh, you know, a, a very, very class act. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then, so if one of the songs from... Either album could appear on a soundtrack or film. Which one would you choose? Ooh. You know, that's tough, man, because, uh, you know, they're all, you know, like babies for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're all yeah. something I've spent a lot of time on. Uh, I still would probably have to go with, like, title track of uh, Edge of the World. Uh, I mean, I think that has, uh, uh, it, it, it's a very powerful track. And I think uh, that might kind of pretty much define who we are. Going through COVID and everything, how hard was it for you as a musician? Did you, I mean, a lot of musicians have said that they thrived during COVID because they got so much work done. Was that the same for you? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I did spend a lot of time writing and everything. Matter of fact, uh, I, I have a handful of songs for our next record, which hopefully we can be in the studio in 2023. So that's our goal. Um, but, you know, I think the first part of 2020, it was just such a bummer, man. You know, uh, you know, it's just everything had got shot to hell. Nothing was happening. And it, and it was, uh, you know, discouraging, if you will. And uh, didn't get a lot done. But after that, we all started kind of molding into what was happening. And, and it became our reality, you know. So that, you know, you just have to push forward, you know. And that's what we did. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we would rehearse whenever we could and everything. You know, there was absolutely no shows or anything. Nothing happening. And, so, you know, you just, you write music and, you, you know, you try to rehearse and do what you can, but, you know, it was kind of a really down, down point for a lot of us. Yeah. Okay. My Belgian friend asks this up to musicians a lot. So if you were an instrument, what would you be? If I was an instrument, 
Um, let's see. A lady's vibrator? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Not musical instrument. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, I would say probably a guitar. You know, as a guitar player, uh, you know, you know, I, I think that that's 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 what I would be. Yeah. Brilliant. All right. So you sort of answered this already, I think. But who, in your eyes, is the ultimate rock or metal god? Oh man, holy shit. I don't know, man. You know, that's hard because uh, there's there's quite a few. I'll name a few. I don't know if I have a number one, you know, for like lead singers. I mean, Steven, uh, Steve Tyler is a shit for me, Aerosmith. I, I mean, I love him to death. Uh, guitar players, you know, Michael Shanker, of course, you know, Jimmy Page. Uh, you know, I'm old school, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, but guys like that. Uh, oh, David Coverdale, I think, is, is amazing. <laughs> so. Do you hear that? That's my cat's. What's I've, got little, I've got a little kitten, right? And she kept it. <laughs> oh, every time I had to, do interviews, they start scrapping every time. I, I had to shut my door because my cat, you know, and I'm upstairs and I have like a little gate, you know, I have to lock them out because they're always following me around. So I yeah. shut them out. So I'm surprised they're not meowing and scratching out there. Uh, this is why I leave the door open. But as soon as I do start interviewing, they start chasing. Nightmare. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you're stuck in quarantine for a week, which four famous musicians that are alive would you take with you? Um, that are alive. Um, probably, if I was going to have a jam session, I would probably have uh, Tommy Aldridge on drums, Steven Tyler on vocals, Peter Baltes on uh, bass from Accept, uh, and then I would uh, have Michael Shanker as the other guitar player. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to solo much. I still would just love to be able to hang with them. So. That's so cool. Okay, can you give me four words to describe love and war? Four words. Um, high energy hard rock. Can you yeah. tell us why we should check out Love and War? Um, because everybody needs something new. All right. You know. We're tired of the regurgitation of the same music, you know, the same stuff we hear on the radio all the time. They're not giving new music a chance, you know, and, you know, I really like to see a guy like Eddie Trunk, who is really in tune. And for me, he's like the voice of, of us and everything, you know, give more new music a chance, you know, I mean, there's a lot of great bands out there, undiscovered bands, bands like Love and War, who aren't getting a chance Thanks to like you guys and a lot of other people who are, are giving us an opportunity to speak to the people. Um, you know, we, we need more of that. We need these bands to have a voice and these bands to be able to get out and reach it to the people because we need new music. If you could give someone some advice that's starting out in a band today, what would you give them? Um, you know, don't give up. Don't give up. You know, uh, stick to your guns. Play from the heart. Don't let anybody discourage you, okay? You know, music isn't about anybody else. And it's an expression of you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, be yourself. Don't get discouraged. And, man, just just go for it. Brilliant. All right, so next bit. It's just five questions then. So it's either or either. So first one's vinyl or digital? Uh, well, <laughs> you know, I, I love vinyl. I really do. Nothing wrong with digital. One thing I notice about digital, though, is, you know, you can really enhance a lot of things. And, uh, 
you know, it's tough, man. You know, I, I keep wanting to go old school, but, you know, I'd have, I might have to lean towards digital because some of the new stuff is really happening and you, and you can do a lot of enhancements. We've got some old demos that I had from many, many years ago, and I've given it to a Greg, our engineer and his recording studio, and he's digitally remastered it. And it's just oh, yeah. it's out like crazy. So going to have to lean towards the digital. That's massive, man. OK, festival or small, intimate gig? I like the small intimate. I really do. You know, uh, it's it's just too much of a hassle in a big festival because you got to deal with people. And, you know, any day of the week, being right in front of somebody with a small crowd and that intimacy any day of the week. Brilliant. So pizza or beer? Beer. <laughs> beer. Speaking of which, what's this? Hey, how'd this get in here? Oh, hey, wait nice. a second. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, man. I am a beer guy, man. I love, I love German beer. I, I love like, um, like, uh, like a Weizen, Hefe Weizen. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, I like yeah. a thick, good German beer, man. I, I love it. I know you guys over there get the best beer in the world. So I love, I love going to Belgium. Belgian beer is amazing. Belgian, yeah, oh, yeah, fantastic beer. I love it over there. Okay, <laughs> so are you a saint or a sinner? Uh I'm a little of both. You know, uh. I consider myself a saint, but I think, you know, I, I've got an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other, and they're both fighting me and pulling and turning. And, uh, you know, they're like a lot of us, you know, yeah, so yeah. I, I would like to think I'm a saint, but, you know, we're, we're a little of both. Brilliant. And a final one, Kermit the Frog, the Muppets. Oh, Kermit the Frog. Oh, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> okay. I want to thank you so much for your time. At last, you got this interview done. Do you have any final, brother. Do you have any final words for your fans? our viewers and listeners well all i'd have to say is uh you know number one sebastian thank you for taking the time to uh, talk to me and uh, talk about love and war and, and and everything and uh all i can say you guys is uh check out our music i think you'd really like it um again it's nothing super groundbreaking uh, obviously all of our influences are in there but it is new music yeah. you can hear yeah. a lot of our influence especially in my guitar player you'll you'll hear the guys that i love and everything and uh you know obviously uh you know if you can reach out, listen to the music. You can find the music on all the major streaming services as well. Uh, you know, find us on Facebook, you like us, send us a message. Uh, also on Facebook, we have a website. You can, you can go into our website as well. And, uh, you know, listen to our music, give us some feedback. Hey.